Welcome to a What a Night, part of the 90 Minute Podcast Network, talking all things Tottenham Hotspur. Joining myself, as he does every week, Jude Summerfield. Every week, yeah. Nearly every week. I think it has been every week, like Nearly since, every week. since the start of January. Wow, what a streak, guys. <laughs> Strong record. Huge, <laughs> huge streak. Yeah, yeah. Doing well. uh, we're also joined this week by 90 Minute Scott Saunders, host of the Promised Land podcast again. Oh, I'm very, very excited to be here because I'm talking about Manchester United again. I can't wait. And Spurs. Historically gone at well. Least you, at least you guys have uh, some things to shout about. <laughs> we can lift the spirits. We can lift the spirits, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's what we're here for. Uh, before we get to United, we'll talk about a lot of stuff that's happened in the last week of Spurs because it feels like an age ago since that Burnley game in the FA Cup, Jude. Yeah, yeah. Where not a lot really happened. For the, the only thing yeah. we got out of that game was some good old fashioned FA Cup magic. With the a, magic with the goal. It's so and magic. Apart from that, there was very little to. to no, it did. It, take yeah, from it made me quite. Anxious about what Spurs look like when uh, Son and Madison both aren't there because it feels mm. like those are the two players who really can produce moments of magic out of nothing. Yeah, and everyone else was a little bit wasteful. We had Richie bloody yeah. dribbling shots wide, and ah, I feel like maybe on another day they they get one or two earlier on, mm. but it just it just required an absolute thunder bastard <laughs> um, to open the scoring. Yeah, and. You know what? Here, I was I was in the Paxton, and of I'll course, say, I'll say, there, yeah, I was saying before I went for a fan for the first time in two or three years. Um, not a great one to have gone to, really. <laughs> <laughs> but you get got, got got a great view of that goal just right behind it, just flies in the net. He's like, oh, yeah. those match day experiences where you get yeah, where you get that spot where you see a goal like perfectly flying. Mm. I remember I was right behind uh, the second Kane header in um, 2015. In that North London derby. Oh, that's a good one. Right that's behind that, where it just like arches back in. He just hangs there. It's in my heart forever. He? Yeah. He just hangs there. Ventilab cross. It was <laughs> not a good cross. It was like so far behind him. He's, he's asking to do a lot. It's like, you know, you know when um, Cancelo did that cross for Haaland last year in the Champions League with the outside of his boot, and Haaland's like really, he just sticks out his long six foot nine leg. Yeah, it. it's like wow, all across. Oh, that boy's a genius. He, he, he had to do a lot to do it. You just have to put it in an area, and then yeah. it's like, oh, I've got big yeah. limbs. I'm gonna put that away. Yeah, but speaking of Man City, we've got them in round four. Yeah, yeah. Um, you enjoy that one watching the draw? <laughs> well, Gary Mabbott, thank Gary, you. Very much. Yeah, thank you, Gary Mabbott. What are you smiling for, Gary? <laughs> um, I, no, I was I was working the shift at home with my mate, and I was going like, uh, oh, Spurs and City are still in there, and then obviously Spurs comes out of the hat, and I'm just going, not City, not City, not City. I think they were like pretty much the only top team left as well. Yeah, right, so we got we got a little bit unlucky there. But there's two ways of thinking about it. You might think like. Uh, um, they're going to get back on, on, on track now or you could just look at their record of not winning or scoring at Tottenham Stadium and yeah. be a bit more I, Yeah, I'm actually quite optimistic about it I don't know if it's just the stuff that's gone on this season and the whole vibe's changed around the club to be a bit more positive but I do feel um, it's a good time to play City historically in terms of when the, the, the record uh, 27th yeah. is scheduled for oh of January yeah mm. so this month uh, so, okay. so, so you so might sp- still be without so some of your so, uh, yeah so Son won't boys. Son yeah. almost certainly won't be here unless South Korea somehow crash out of the Asian Cup um, Madison might be back from injury by then Romero might be back from injury by then but I'm not banking on it I'm more banking on City probably don't want to play this fixture themselves I don't think they would have been too happy with the draw either and I'm looking at it through the lens of if Spurs get through this tie 
then the draw opens up really nicely for them then because Chelsea and Villa are playing each other so one will go out there I don't think Spurs should fear Newcastle I think the only team that would be left that is definitively better than Spurs would be Liverpool who you imagine will do Norwich or Bristol Rovers you so, reckon? so <laughs> that's my expert opinion. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And like the team, uh, the team uh, Ange put out against Burnley shows, even if there were some pretty notable absentees, but it shows that he's going to take it seriously. Mm. He's got the medals. He's got the pictures to prove it. Um, <laughs> I, can, I couldn't stop it's, watching it's, that it's, clip where he's getting wound up by it. He's going, "No, I've got the pictures, man." <laughs> I've got the pictures, man. I swear I've got them. And then he, I think he gets a little bit upset by him going like, well, you're lucky to have done that. I don't think the Jado really meant it like that, but he was like, no, I've, I've earned them, man. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. But uh, yeah, hopefully that, that, that run doesn't come to a screeching end. Yeah. In the fourth round. I, d- I, I think my, not even hot take, it's like a mild take, coming away from it is whoever wins this game will not win the league game later in the season. Because what the other manager will figure out that they'll they'll learn the lessons from the game and they'll take it into the league game that's later in the season. From an outsider's perspective, how do you guys feel about winning the FA Cup in the in the sense of importance in the season? I, because I, I know yeah. like, I've had conversations with uh, Spurs fans in the past about prioritizing top four versus winning a trophy and this kind of thing. How has that changed? Has it changed in recent years? Uh, well, the bringing in guys like Mourinho and Conte definitely screams we need to win a trophy and that should be the priority I do still think it is I really want to win this cup um, I was really hopeful that Postacoglu was going to pick her first 11 team against Burnley and thankfully that was the case it wasn't the case of rotating he played I think pretty much the strongest 11 he had yeah. available um, so I'm happy he did that and I think that there's no real excuse to not go for it this season Spurs got knocked out of the League Cup before most teams even came into it um, there's no Europe to contend with obviously there's the injuries and stuff but it should be a manageable schedule from here on in so there's no excuse for Spurs to not give it everything and that, that, the Cup record itself is a joke but I think the FA Cup we've never me and Eugene we've never seen Spurs in no, the final no not in our no. lifetime we've, we've made a few semis recently and they um, they got schooled That's by Man United Alexis Sanchez's <laughs> finest hour yeah, yeah it was, it was. Well, yeah, we got the, the piano out it, the, it was the only time that Moussa Dembele has ever lost a ball in a football game um, <laughs> yeah it all went wrong Chelsea the year before as well I think I think the desperation around winning a trophy might have been a bit well it would have been a bit higher when Mourinho and Conte were there because they are win now managers aren't they um and uh, not not to eat up what I'm just saying, but when he when he talks about um, it not being a holy grail and that it's got to be like a natural process of building better for the future, building a good team. I, I'm I, I say I say there's good things in the post a lot. <laughs> I keep on saying this, and I will keep on saying it. He's been saying that a lot. I've been saying it. In my new, post, it's, yeah, in, yeah. You know, there's not, good things not in the via post. Via email, I'm old fashioned. It's a pretty tough week for posts, you know. Oh no, 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 no. carry a pigeon. That might not be PC these days, actually. <laughs> good things in the post. I've, I've, yeah, I haven't been keeping track. No, it wasn't there for so. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. But so maybe they are in the post. As long as there's a good thing, we're in solidarity with. Yes, as long as we don't all get criminal records, then. Yeah, that's fine. That'd be fine. That'd be fine. I understand. Okay. Good things on the way. Though. Good things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That much is sure. Um, a player that might be available to play City in that cup tie might be available this weekend. Even Timo Werner finally signed. 
I can't lie to you, I'm not a fan of it. I feel like you have strong <laughs> opinions, so I, I, I want to wind you up and then um, let you go. So he the, plays a lot of Fortnite. Does he? Does he, he does, yeah. He, there's a there's a famous clip of him just being like, uh, yeah, I play a lot of Fortnite, and that's just it. There's nothing I mean, uh, the, the one thing that always... I know Sean will go off in a second. <laughs> the one thing that always stands out to me was how... Um, I can't remember what it was, but he has a condition or something like that where, you know... Yeah, loud atmospheres. He doesn't react to them too well. I can't remember what it was exactly, but like Tottenham is a, it's good noise in there. And uh, oh, you're impressed, were you? That last yeah, time. It's, it's a good little noise in there. I don't know what <laughs> if good if uh, we want Man United to start, uh, you know, remodeling Old Trafford and that kind of thing, they could learn a thing or two from Tottenham. But like, to be honest, Sean, I, I wouldn't be too. Look at the market as it is. I mean, if you need some extra beef up front. I don't think you could do much worse. I don't think it's a horrendous deal. Much be- I don't think you'd do much better. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Both things can be true. <laughs> that is true. Um, I don't think it's a horrendous deal just purely because it is low risk. The, the risk stands with, I think there's going to be some big games that he's going to play in one way or another and there's going to be big chances that he misses. And I think that goes a little bit under the radar with, oh, it's only a low, the, the buy option is really low. I, I get that, but... And my big thing, my big positive with this is it means it keeps guys like Brian Hill, Manuel Solomon, who I don't believe are going to be that positive for this football club, out of the team. So that's fine. He's more useful. He's quite suited to the way that Spurs play. That's fine. But I think a big thing going under the radar, in addition to the many, many, many chances that he has missed and will continue to miss, have you seen his technique? He is not. He cannot strike a ball cleanly. It reminds me of Richardson pre-groin surgery. So I say we need to send him off for that. That's not the best R nine version that we've seen either. Mm. Pre pre going so no, um, and he's he's also like coming in completely undercooked because he didn't play. Yep. he's. I'm looking at it now. He started two Bundesliga games with six appearances off the bench. He's basically just been warming the bench. So um, it's it's it, it'll probably take a good few months as well for him to actually if he does hit the ground. Yeah, and it'll take a while for him to settle in. But I feel like when when you watched him at Chelsea and Tom, Tommy Tuchel's like telling him to plough through the middle against against centre backs with with Havertz and Mount behind him, I feel like maybe that wasn't ever going to get the best out of him. You know, they play such possession football then anyway, and that's just not what Timo's about. If you're going to get him playing well, he needs to be in space. He did play well um, in that game of Leipzig. Just before the pandemic, didn't he? Yeah, he came, he came to Spurs and he was he scored the pen, amazing. He? he scored a pen, but in that game he was just everywhere. Yeah, he was good. He should have been like three or four, shouldn't they? Oh, that's the story of Timo Werner. There, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, the, he's the story. Of Timo I've, got, I've got to say though, like you look at like these players don't automatically become bad players. I mean, like Werner at mm, a point true. in his career was one of the highest rated players in gym. I know, like things can fall off and that kind of thing, but if he's done. If he's had successful spells in his career before, I think if you're under the right coach, then potentially you could. I'm not going to say he's going to light the world on fire, but like you know, at least he could come in and do a job. And I think, in terms of examples of coaches getting the best out of their players in the Premier League, I think Ange's mm. among the top ones. So, sorry for some reasoned, uh, rather reasoned uh, <laughs> talk, rather than. Uh, God, he can't finish his is it, dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is, this, is this what you said on your pod recently? Because I know you did an episode about Werner coming in. Is this your measured take? I think 
I look at the market as it is. If you need a forward, there's not too many out there. It's hard. Spurs it are spending hard, money yeah. on a defender, uh, and yeah, it's, it's it's kind of weird. Spurs are active, really, really active in January mm, at the moment, aggressive. which is uh, yeah, aggressive. It seems like they want to build on what they've uh, what they've done already this season. But you look at the players that are available in those positions up front, who can play in multiple positions. There's not many good ones around at the moment, so I think uh, at least Werner has. He matches up in terms of what Andrew would want to do, and yeah. I think if if he play if you play as quick as you can with the ball and get him into space and opportunities where he can either miss chances. I think you, you you'll get disappointed if you miss a few chances. I'm sure, but I'm sure you'll take a few as well. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, if United had been signing Werner with all the options available because they were linked with him before Spurs moved, obviously. Yeah. Uh, if it was for six months, I wouldn't have been too against it, really, because I don't think the op- the other options out there aren't as good as this one. It's better than the options that United have had in the past as well. Mm-hmm. In that Agallo. Would you like Anthony Martial? <laughs> <laughs> just, there was a report. Well, I was I'm reading, yeah. Ballon d'Or incoming. Well, there was a report I just saw um, before we came here to record about how Martial wants to move now because he wants to fight for a place in the France squad of the year. It's like. Rudder, that ship has sailed. <laughs> There's not anything that you can do in this next six months that's going to change anyone's mind. Yeah. Um, and I can't lie, Scott, I said you before we start recording, I'll be ripping the piss out of United if you had got a Werner. So I'm going to hold my hands up and say I'm, so I'm not a fan of him. I can do it. You can do it, yeah, feel, <laughs> feel free. I just, I just don't think, I understand the logic behind it, I just don't think it's going to be successful. But I, I understand why it's happened. For six months, anyway. Yeah, yeah it's, it's worth a punt. It's, lo- it's yeah. worth the punt, that's what it is, but I just don't believe it's going to be. It's probably a little it's more not, than yeah. that, though. Yeah, yeah I think. Um, This morning, reports from Italy, Rado Dragosin has chosen Spurs over Bayern Munich. Get in there. Yes. Finally got one back. Take that, Plettigal. (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds like Bayern Munich are now going to switch targets to Eric Dyer. So double win for Spurs potentially as well. I hope that, that doesn't mean that they're of similar profile. That, like, oh, going, we're signing like, the new oh, Eric Dyer. Well, we'll go to our next best alternative, which is Eric Dyer. I think it's more um, a, yeah, an oversight on Bayern's part, really. I don't think they know what kind of player Eric Dyer is. I don't think Manuel Neuer knew what player Eric Dyer was when he was describing him the other day. He says, oh, that's a good name, you know. What did he say? He said, he said something like, it's a, it's a good name, but it's up to the um, the part. He did seem quite positive about Bayern's it. Bayern's transfer strategy with Tommy Tuchel is, is quite... Weird. He's not got a good um, a good eye for talent at all. I swear. Like, I swear. Well, I mean, go and sign Harry Kane. That's an easy win. But, um, wow, what a sign! Wow. <laughs> Who could have predicted that? Scouted him very, very strongly. This is my guy right here, guys. I would die by him. But yeah, he doesn't always make the the right moves. You look at Chelsea and now at Bayern. Like it's a bit all over the place. But it's nice to to dunk on Bayern for sure. <laughs> And it's a long summer. Desperately need as well, Phil. Yeah, this is it's just getting in a centre back, a body, and then everyone we've spoken to around the office that watches Serie A said that this guy is really good and will suit the way that Spurs play. So, do you I'm think they're just building us up? I hope not. <laughs> they said the same about Vicario. They did. They did. Uh, Vicario, the same Doggy. People. Yeah, yeah. So and we actually have Italian people. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and cool. it seems like Spurs are the only club in the Premier League that get the most out of Serie A players. It seems like a lot of Serie A players come to Premier League and are like suited the way a, they play. There's a market there where there's players of decent ages and you don't have to pay absolutely top dollar for them. Mm. Awesome and aside, obviously. But from clubs like Genoa and Empoli, yeah. these kinds of places, you can get pretty reasonable fees for players who can give you a lot of service in terms of uh, their age and you know how much up, upside they have. Yeah. So. We are like Serie A light now. We you are. go through the starting 11. I wonder whose influence that was. <laughs> 
the puppet master. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's still there. He, he's cooking. He's cooking. Well, I can see what he is doing. He is well, uh, yeah, that's how many Juventus rejects? Well, Dragosin played for me yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Romero was on that boat, Romero. wasn't he? Kulusevski. Bentancur. Like, they've all been successes so far. Like, yeah. it's, it's quite wild, considering Spurs' talent ID wasn't very good for a few years there. Yeah, it was got to a period where every player Spurs signed was like, What's going on? Mm. Jetson Fernandez? Bergwijn? Yeah, definite miss, yeah. <laughs> Those are big misses. You see Bergwijn was linked with West Ham. West Ham, yeah. Um, There's a lot of people on Slack chat who seem quite a fan of that move. I'm not convinced. I don't, th- I don't spend too much time thinking about West Ham, but I'm glad all their good players who, have who wins? Gone. Who wins that? Uh, Spurs and Werner or West Ham and Bergwijn? Two bald men fighting over a, a wig. That's your <laughs> two blokes, Nick, your wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, mm, I've got to say, I think I think, I think, Ver, I, I think Werner's okay. I think he'd be all right. We'll see. We'll see. If he scores on Sunday, then maybe it'll go some way to endearing himself to me. Yeah. I'm sure that's what he wants most. That's yeah. That's what he'll be thinking. Yeah. Let's let's move, let's move on to Sunday then. So, United against Spurs, two teams who I think probably more than anyone in the Premier League have been really derailed by injuries this season. Scott, we went to the reverse fixture back in August when pretty much full strength sides that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be two different, very different lineups here. I don't think we really could have foreseen the season that's come ahead. I definitely thought the United were going to get better, and that hasn't really been the case. Was he lost half the games now? No, the Wigan games uh, are no, over, sure, over half now. Over half. Over half. You're over half. Oh, you lost half your games now. I believe, I believe United have won ten and lost nine. So I believe. In all comps, though. In all comps. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Wigan game took you back over. Um, but that's what we yeah. want. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how to feel about this one really because I know that most people watch United and think, "Wow, they are absolutely awful." But the, I think there are spells where you kind of see what they're trying to do. Um, and United could either lose this one three four nil or win three or score three. Yeah. But again, I think this is. Um, I, I don't know what to expect here. Is it's just a lottery. Uh, but the things that we saw, Sean, in in the reverse game, in terms of being able to bypass the midfield really mm. really easily, that is still going to be something that Tottenham are able to do if you have the players and they're able to do it. Yeah. Because I think that is the big thing for me. Um, Playing, like we've had the the emergence of Kobe Mainu since, and I think he is he's good. He's very good. He's very he's very good, very comfortable. I think United have needed a player like that for a long, long time. Modern midfielder can kind of do it all, unfazed by pressure. Really made a big mistake at West Ham, gave the ball away, and uh, West Ham scored from it. He just came back like nothing had happened, and he yeah. carried on like he's eighteen. It's crazy. Um, so, a bit of promise in, in there for him, but it, it really depends on what Ten Hag decides to do and the players that he's got fit, because Casemiro's coming back from injury, I don't think he'll be ready. Um, but if it's Maynou, McTominay and Bruno Fernandes, which has been the three that they have played with uh, recently, there's so much space in there, because I, I feel like if United are going to go and succeed, they need a player to sit alongside Manu when it's necessary and actually provide another defensive body otherwise they're going to get yeah. uh, Spurs will break on them all day so I, I don't know uh, it depends on the personnel um, but obviously Scott McTominay is a, a goal scorer of highest order so you, you have to watch out for that <laughs> no yeah gotta watch out for the box crasher yeah. absolutely he's doing a better job that is all he does <laughs> well, yeah. 
Yeah, but like if you're scoring goals, then like that's the most important thing. It is the most goals. important thing. He's like, yeah, he might have scored a lot of goals. He, yeah, he's won United games on his own. Like fair play, he's the guy who's actually like looks like he cares and <laughs> going for it. You know, yeah. a lot of their other players sort of not so much hands in the air like Pierre. You know, but yeah, um, United have been. I don't know how you guys feel about this one in terms of like we were looking at the record that Spurs have at Old Trafford mm. before we started recording. And then I, the ones that seem to stick out to the me are the six one and the three nil on. I think it was a Monday night that was, wasn't it? The three nil, yeah, yeah. I think. And uh, these are the lowest of the low moments. Not not because it's Spurs, but in in terms of uh, you know getting heavy defeats on your own patch. But um, yeah, I think Spurs can go there, no matter the personnel they have really. And I think Andy's clever enough to be able to exploit the spaces. But it, it depends on how. Intense United play it depends how high their line is. It depends on their centre backs because yeah. Johnny Evans and Rafa Varane are not two players you can really push up beyond halfway with to condense the space in order to put pressure on the opposition. That kind of thing. I think that's one of United's biggest uh, fall downs. Really, is that there's, there's so much space to cover that they end up not covering it because their defensive line is too deep. But um, I don't know what to expect, guys. To be honest, because <laughs> I was confident going into the reverse game and. United actually could have scored twice in the opening 10 mm, minutes or something yeah. like that I, I yeah. mean, there's a penalty I've been talking about that should have been <laughs> uh, will you let it go uh, I need to let it go but some penalties have been given since I'm like what are you doing guys yeah the consistency um, the consistency's mad um, but then Bruno Fernandes had a, had a header that I think he was called yep. 50 pence head at the time because the <laughs> header went like miles off to one of the sides instead of in the net but it, I think United can create chances yeah. it just de- depends on who takes them on the day? Because Spurs will get their, their chances as well, I'm sure. Well, that's the thing. It'll be such an open game because Spurs won't compromise. They won't. They won't try and sit out a win or a draw. They'll keep going for what for, for what they uh, for what they fancy on the day, um, and that will give United a chance. Like all, if United get an early goal, then you know with Sir Jim in the stands, you know suddenly they're galvanised and they actually think, oh, let's let's try and win this one. If they start feeling a bit sorry for themselves, you know, it could be a different story. But I've thought like there are so many times in the last few years where I thought United are in a little bit of a a rut and Spurs <laughs> yeah. should go and win, yeah. and then they just go and sit off and like lose two 0 I don't Damn. think that will happen this this time, just because like we've seen that they're going to attack and attack and attack. You say I think I just think there's such a wide spectrum of how this game could go because mm. yeah, there's every world where it clicks for United because of the space for them to get into and Spurs not being at full strength might just the spaces might be there to get into and some of the players aren't as comfortable with the ball as they would be in the first eleven. Um and you mentioned there the times where Spurs have gone to United in the last few years and I've thought this is this is it, this is Spurs are gonna do it here, they're gonna put a real job on United and they haven't. The two that stand out in my mind were the three two under Ranjik when Ronaldo scored a hat trick. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um, and also one of Mourinho's first games in charge of Spurs when he lost 2-1 to Solskjaer and he had that thing with the handshake at the end he's trying to pat him on the head yeah. <laughs> so petty yeah because like, yeah. uh, that was was that after was that did that start with the 6-1 where Mu went to do the the hand on the head or was that after that was after that, that was, was after. after I see okay. no this was this is before United even got Fernandes this is when United started really badly to the 1920 season and I think it was they felt like there was talk every week that Oli was going to get sacked but he just didn't uh, and still lost that, that game that, that chat just goes on the whole time no matter who the manager is <laughs> <laughs> well here we are again <laughs> and we're right back in it yeah. next time United lose a game will Eric Denard get sacked <laughs> do you want him sacked you don't want him sacked do you 
Um, I've been very staunchly against sacking him because I don't think it'll change. I've seen a lot of Chelsea fans say this about Pochettino now as well. Mm. Oh, no, look look upstairs. That's where the problems are. The bad thing about Chelsea is that you have a new bunch of people who've come in and done this and United have not had their new bunch of people come in and do anything yet. Um, I'm, I'm losing patience with him a little bit because some of the football's drab but equally mm. I prefer to play drab at the moment and just win and just stay in touch with the top four rather than play in a style and lose 6-0 <laughs> yeah. you know um, and I think Ten I think Ten Hag should get the season barring uh, you know a, a series of defeats obviously they're out of Europe already they're I forget where they are in the league but I think they're nine points off Spurs I think they're seventh or something like that and well outside of the Champions League places but they need to the good thing is I think Ten Hag as you, as you mentioned on Spurs like they've had a lot of injuries I feel like he's intentionally not playing the style that he wants to play because he knows that it's high risk and it needs everybody to be absolutely on it at all times and I don't think United have enough profiles of players with the energy to go about like actually playing the style he wants to play um, so I'm, I'm happy to give him more time but if if the changes happen upstairs obviously we're going through that process at the moment and they decide that they want to do they want to move forward with someone else I'm happy to get behind people who know what who's supposed to know what they're doing <laughs> rather than uh, the Glazers just hire and fire strategy when they fall out of yeah. Europe and they're not going to get in the Champions League you know would you take Poch? <laughs> uh, it was I was Ten Hag over Poch slightly before the appointment was made. I think Poch has not really covered himself in glory since. Uh, not impressed by the job at Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> I mean, like for, for all the Cole stick Palmer in, up front doesn't quite cut it. For all the stick United get about spending a billion over ten years and being seventh in the league or whatever, Chelsea spent a billion in eighteen months and they're below United in the league. So, you know, which club is worse run? I, you know, I think United have the promise of something new. Yeah. Uh, coming and that's why I'm willing to wait I, I don't really I've been patient for a long time um, but six more months of patience and then start yeah. signing players yeah. who can actually play the system you want to play mm. uh, sort out the identity the contracts are an absolute mess in this kind of thing and hopefully we can be relatively on the way back to something verging on successful at some point in the ne- in the near future or in the next couple of years yeah I do, I do think that United is still in a better position than Chelsea in general, not just in the table, because you do have Ratcliffe coming in and I also at least have some kind of experience of football. I'm, the amount of times I've been to Chelsea in the season, I go to Stamford Bridge quite a lot now for work. Um, I've just come away thinking, I don't think Poch is like doing a terrible job. I don't think the players themselves are terrible, but everything together, that is the fault of the people upstairs and I really don't think Chelsea have any clue of how to proceed I think they're going to be in trouble for a long time I don't think the same about United I think United will at least yes. I think United will at least <laughs> I, think, so I think I think United will qualify for Europe via the league position this no, season not Conference League please I was going to say do you want to go to would you prefer <laughs> Conference League for Man United let's go Let, let's go for yeah. a, Spur, a season that Spurs had last season because obviously it proves yeah. that you can bounce back better <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can finish bottom half like Chelsea did yeah, the bar is really Did high. Did and here. could possibly yeah, do again. Yeah, we'll um, I always think United are going to be there just by. There's, there's going to be something there. There's always something there. There's always at least better players. I don't think part of Chelsea's problem that's gone under the radar is they just got rid of all their good players for these kids. Yeah, and they're expecting the kids to come good straight away, and it's just not going to happen. So at least United realise that. Yeah, I think for this game as well, I'm, I'm not sure there was a suggestion 
earlier in this week because actually we're talking I meant to say this we were talking about Chelsea after Chelsea just lost to Middlesbrough in the Epic, in the in the League Cup, which mm. is uh, quite interesting. Anyway, I was going <laughs> to just just moving on to uh, this. Yeah. I think one of the biggest misses for United has been Lisandro Martinez. Yeah, uh, I think the intensity and the the ability he has on the ball to pass it forward and be brave on it. He's the only defen- only centre back United really have who can do that. And they they missed him for I think it was like April or May last year that he got injured in the Europa League against Sevilla I want to say in the first leg had that injury wasn't and this is a reflection on United as well he had an injury he didn't recover from it properly <laughs> and then he was out for another three, four, five months with the same injury because he needed the surgery again it's just crazy but this talk he could be back this weekend so mm. I'm hoping he could be back I, I don't know if he will be maybe it's the next game because United have a break after this game as well yeah but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to him coming back, but I think he'll make the difference against Spurs if he does play. Yeah, well, we've had a lessons back out injured as well, and we expect him to be back for this game, Mickey van der Ven. And I think fans of other clubs might kind of laugh for the kind of the that Martinez um, judgment, but we know like if you can't get out of that first stage, then yeah, it's just really hard to play the way that you do want to play. And Martinez probably been has he been the biggest hit under Ten Hag in terms of signings. Yeah. Off the top of uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I would say. Um, he's a big fan favourite for United. And mm. we were talking earlier about Kobe Mainu and the difference that having a, pl- a player who can play with the ball in the midfield makes. Mm. Like, we're playing with Johnny Evans <laughs> at the minute. And he marauded forward on occasion on Monday yeah. night. I saw that. He's doing well. He, he, he got a lovely assist at Burnley for Bruno Fernandes. Oh, that's on the volley. Really good, was a lovely uh, diagonal pass. Um, but he is like 40 yes he, he is <laughs> there's your problem and I think when your core is out and because obviously Ten Hag wants players in his in the core of his team who can actually take the ball under pressure and play with it um, and Martinez is the big player in defence for that and they've not really had a defensive midfielder who can do that until Menu's emergence Yeah, because all the others are you know hot, I say hot potato a lot and Bruno Fernandes is the, the classic example of that Watch. I'll say this. Watch United. <laughs> if it, if it's going badly, watch how United some of their players. And I'll put Varane in this. I'll put McTominay in this. How they deal with the ball mm. when they're not under pressure. Okay. They lump it in the air. <laughs> they just kick it in the air. And I'm like, just take a touch and pick a pass. There's there's so many examples of that in there because they just don't have it in their minds that this is how yeah. they need to play. Whereas Ange has managed to like you can criticize Ten Hag for it. And just managed to get a lot of his players to play in the way that he wants. So, yeah, yeah, he's, he's had a great year. Well, yeah, he's had, we've had to deal with Emerson and Ben Davis at centre back for the last few weeks. To speak to their credit, they haven't been catastrophic. I will, not, Dav- have, Dav- I will not have Ben Davis slander. On ben Davis podcast. has been good. Ben Davis has been. Ben. He's had really good games. I think he got man of the match against Forest. I think he got that for. Yeah, he, he was, was really, he was yeah, really he good was, in that game. He was fab in that game. Um, but they're just not the ideal kind of players to play there, and that's what. I think Van der Ven will come straight back in, even though it was a big hamstring injury, just because it will just give Spurs a sense of ease. Half a chance Dragerson could start if I think if, if he's, he's registered. I think if he's registered, then I think he puts him straight. He did start Van der Ven on the first day at Brentford. Yeah, he'd, I, only, he'd only been there a few days at that point. I think he'll. I think Angel think I've had enough playing. <laughs> Can't rely on Emerson. You know, and you know it, it makes it does make such a difference to to be able to play so high up the pitch and actually have that yeah. recovery pace to. To enforce the way you want to play, yeah. you know. Um, so I think if he signed, um, 
then he comes straight in. Yeah, I think. Hopefully, alongside. Yeah, I think. I think Bentoncourt being back as well makes that a little bit easier. I, was, I think it'd be a little I'm, bit nervy I'm, if it was Hoiberg and Skip, for example, being the midfield two. Yeah, I mean, I'm still squirming over Bentoncourt getting getting injured at, at some point because it seems like almost a, mir- a miraculous return so so early. But um, hopefully he can. Just he's, he's, he has looked. He has looked sharp though. He's looked no. He has yeah, looked, yeah. He's looked really like surprisingly sharp, considering he's been so off and off and on with his football, just with injuries recently. Um, yeah, he's a, he's he, he's a massive part, and you know, captain the other day too. Mm. He might be captain again at Old Trafford. You never know. If because I, there's nobody else. Oh God! Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> still no captain. I'm despairing though because I read Sean's tweet from a couple of weeks ago about the eleven that Tottenham could <laughs> throw out Man United, and now it's like you've signed two new players and you got players miraculous, miraculously recovering from injury, and I'm like, what? That's you, you're not telling the truth here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. It's, it's Andrew's fault. He was the one that's saying it. Um, but I, even then, like, I do think there's ways that United can get us, but I, I really fear Garnacho, that guy. He, he, he is was, one of those players. Yeah. Yeah. He was great on Monday, yeah. He was great on the reverse game as well. Yeah, he's, he's never played on the right-hand side, really, in his career, I don't think. But it makes sense. But it really makes sense. Like, Anthony gets, deservedly, a lot of stick. And it just seems like Garnacho. He, he's found his way into that position because Rashford isn't really <laughs> Rashford working out there. Uh, Rashford's a different conversation entirely. But I think Garnacho adds lo- a lot of dynamism from that right side. And uh, he can obviously... Get to the byline. He he crossed it in for Highland the other day. How how mad! Wow, I, I can't one idea. It. <laughs> like one of the things that Tottenham do was pretty much as good as anyone. Uh, he managed to do that, although he floated it. No, he kind of drilled it across the air, and I think Highland headed it onto the bar. And it went over. Um, but no, he's he's a threat. So yeah. I think United do have a lot of players in there who can score goals. It's just obviously the, if you look at the goal tally in the league, it's it's not clicking. But they they get chances. Uh, and miss a lot yeah it can't be like this forever Timo Werner would be a great fit <laughs> <laughs> here we are fighting over Timo Werner um, you mentioned there about the just the novel idea of Gonacha putting in crosses for Hoyland we've, we've had the experience of if you put Brennan Johnson on the right and he crosses for a Charleston that's usually that's cash money it, it, yeah, it can be cash money. I mean, Brennan can be a little bit wasteful. Your man, Brennan Johnson. You know, you know, I, I did warn you. you. No, you did. <laughs> no, I like him. I like him. I, I like him as well. He just needs to get that clinical edge. Yeah, once he starts finishing, then yeah, he's be, young. Though. Yeah. he's young. If he could finish, then he wouldn't yeah. be playing for Spurs. Is <laughs> my big takeaway from him so far. I really like him. I like I like where he plays on the right. He goes on the outside. He puts in those low balls. Um, I think he understands his role very well. So I'm excited to see what more is to come from him. Yeah. I think I, I imagine part of the reason the Vernon was signed because. I think we've probably seen a bit of, too much of Brennan Johnson so far. There's been a bit too much responsibility in his shoulders because it feels like he started pretty much every game since October, November time because there's been no one else really available. Mm. And we've had to run him into the ground essentially. So maybe. Yeah, a little bit little of better, for him. Little, Maybe he comes on as an impact sub every now and then. Be good at that. Fresh legs. Yeah, he's sort of similar to Ganacho in that, in that right hand side position. Yeah, really. yeah. He'll, he'll get to the byline and he can stretch play. Um, which is good if you're gonna if you're gonna have a another if you're gonna have Kulisevsky out wide for example on the other flank yeah. you need someone who's yeah I don't outside I don't think just yeah I don't think Spurs are gonna play two inverted forwards moving forward I think it's gonna be one winger and one guy who can come inside yeah I, I imagine so, that'll yeah. be the way to do it um, I've got nothing else in my notes apart from the other Old Trafford. It's not saying justices, but yeah, I didn't did see <laughs> this. Well, yeah. it's, been, it's been all over the timeline recently, hasn't it? Because it's the anniversary. So you're of not over that yeah. penalty, and we're still not over Pedro Mendes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's, it's all fair. It all, 
It's all fair. Uh, Roy Carroll. Good God. I every time, I'm astounded every time that the commentators, and they're so angry about it. Like Even like, I think the main ones, Alan Parrish, like, oh, it's way over the line. It's like, <laughs> this is why we need VAR. Yeah. Well, did, you see, did you see the Match of the Day convo that was no, really well, it was with Alan Hansen and I think it was Peter Schmeichel was on there. And they were talking about how they need technology and VR and stuff. But they did warn you can only bring it in for stuff like offsides and goal line things yeah. because they said if you open up everything, you open I mean, up we the box. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's goal line technology, in it, which has been a massive hit, really. Barring yeah, the one that, that happened at that got Villa, Sheffield yeah. United. They got them renovated, obviously. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's gone down well. What other injustices are you talking about, Sean? Uh, just that one. Nanny. 2010-11 if you remember that he handles he, th- he goes down thinking he's got a foul but he's handling the ball I don't and, do you remember this no. I think you won 2-0 he in the yeah he's, so Gomez picks up the ball to put obviously it down for a free it's kick. really a Gomez yeah, yeah obviously it's Gomez Gomez picks it up to just put it down to take the free kick Nanny goes over to the ball asks the ref is it in play the ref says yes kicks it in the empty net I remember <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to hear the story <laughs> well let's hope for some more injustices in Man United's favour this weekend <laughs> I hope somebody channels Eric Lamella and gets Martial. Sack That's why that I enjoyed that so much. Martial's it felt like not even going to be in this. I need to, I need to see him slap. Some, He's been ill for four weeks, water. five weeks, push, pushing five weeks. Ill illness like, means no terrible at football. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really the many, the I, many, I don't have anything to say about Martial except, except that it's just glad sad that, that Spurs didn't sign him. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, you know, Poch always wanted him to come in for Son, and I think that was probably good that he didn't get his way. Poch's got a weird talent idea as well. Martial to Chelsea. Martial. They did a Chelsea. <laughs> totally confirmed. They did a striker. You, you guys can have Joel Glazer to thank for that. Joel was it Abby Glazer? I can't remember. I think it was Joel Glazer. They, they refused the sale when Mourinho was in charge of Martial. There's also a report that Martial thought he, was... he, yeah, Martial thought he could outlast Mourinho. <laughs> Well, he was right, wasn't he? he yeah, I lost the Rio Spurs as well. He's also Joel Glazer's favourite player. So I think that is why. why. Exactly. You just watched that one he goal against Liverpool. Years ago, he was good, he yeah. Um, but obviously that is the story of uh, United's recruitment. So, no chance he plays? No? I don't know. I think Rasmus, our, our guy, um, <laughs> scored in his last Premier League game. We're just waiting for the floodgates to open, Jude. We, we really are. We're just waiting for the floodgates to open. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I like him. I think he just needs to... I think it's just a case of if he gets a bit of momentum and starts... The, the floodgates will open, I think. Yeah. There's plenty to like about him, for sure. Yeah. I just think he needs a bit more of a, a helping hand from the players around him. Yeah. Like, actually get the ball into the box. Don't just cut in and shoot and leave your striker just... Garnacho's good for that. I mean, do, yeah. Rashford on the other side is... Oh, I'm going to stop. Oh, oh, little dummy here. Let, let me just stop uh, here. My shot has been oh, blocked hey, again. Guys, hey guys, why don't you all get back behind the ball and try and defend against me so I can beat you all and dribble past you? Yeah. That, that's kind of how it feels at the moment. But um, yeah, I mean, with Garnacho on the other side, at least he's dynamic and he can add a little bit of uncertainty to, to defenders and that kind of thing. And it'll yeah. work with Highland, I think. Um, Garnacho versus a doggy could be fun. Mm. I mean, if Garnacho was against Poro, I think that'd be more of a. United, United. Well, I thought I thought in the first half of the reverse fixture, I thought Garnacho had him on toast, but then I thought yeah. Poirot after half time was a lot better. And mm. Poirot's been really good this season. No, yeah, he's been yeah, been wonderful. Can't, can't Not ready to get that. to the Spurs Player of the Year convo, but he's in the top three. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some some people. Well, he's been, been, been fit, available for every game. That's part of the reason. But he has been amazing. He's such a good fit for the system. Yeah, well, Doesn't quite look like a fish out of water like he did last last season. 
when they were just like really playing sh- ring back and you know <laughs> just get exposed every game. Oh, sorry, Antonio, I'm not used to this. He's really shown Tim Sherwood. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's not the first person he's proved. Wow, I can't believe that. Won't be the last. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think it's a good point to end the pod. Okay, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. If you haven't left a rating review yet, please do. It helps us a lot, and we'll see you post Man United. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.